This is the sad tale of the township of Dogville. Dogville was in the Rocky Mountains in the U.S. of A. Up here, where the road came to its definitive end near the entrance to the old abandoned silver mine. The residents of Dogville were good, honest folks, and they liked their township. And while a sentimental soul from the East Coast had once dubbed their main street Elm Street, though no elm had ever cast its shadow in Dogville, they saw no reason to change anything. Most of the buildings were pretty wretched. More like shacks, frankly. The house in which Tom lived was the best, though, and in good times might almost have passed for presentable. That afternoon, the radio was playing softly. For in his dotage, Thomas Edison Sr. had developed a weakness for music of the lighter kind. All right, today we are going to talk a little bit about Dogville. Actually, I've seen this once a long time ago when it first came out, 2003. And I watched it, I believe it was either on IFC or Sundance Channel back in the day. But yeah, this was, I love it want to talk about it a little bit. I'm, I'm alone today, so a little change of pace. Anyways, but I do want to say we've been doing this for now. Now that we're in August, we started back in September of last year. So this has been about a year now. Well, I say August. I was for August now I'm recording this. I think that's where I'll post it. But we've been doing this now for about a year, and we've done over 50 episodes. And, you know, I love it. This has been super fun talking about movies, and I do appreciate it. But you could also, you know, we've, we're pretty much streaming on most of the platforms. And we also have our website, thegatesofchimino.com. You can check us out there if you want to get in contact as well. It has our links and so forth. And there's actually a little donate section on the website. And if anybody wants to give me some money for doing this, feel free to. I will take it. No problem at all there. <laughs> also, you might notice I, I actually updated the the Gates of Chimino logo before it just had just said Gates of Chimino. Now I added Bobby D from the Deer Hunter putting the gun to his head. But it's been um it's been fun talking movies and having our guests come on. But the other day I was watch I was on movie and I was, you know, watching and I saw Dogville on there and, I, and they have a lot of Lars Ventures movies on there right now streaming. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give Dogville another shot because it's been years and I remember what I loved about it was the just the setup, how it was done in this little stage play, minimalist setting, and nobody lived in a home. It was just drawn out. And I just, that was really what stood out for me back in the day, just that avant-garde setting. And I knew who Lars Venture was mostly because of Dancer in the Dark, and he was really getting into that digital video era and then obviously the, the dogma stuff he was doing so i thought dogville was just i don't know if it's my favorite nicole kidman movie but it is my favorite performance of hers this is just i don't know it's great so basically give it a little bit of a rundown of the story but nicole kidman she shows up at this town well actually it was paul bettany plays a guy named tom edison and him and his dad live in dogville colorado and it's this little 
poor town in in the in supposed to be Great Depression, 1930s America. It's in Colorado, little it's like a mining town or whatever. But there's just not a lot of people there. And the cool kidman shows up. Paul Bettany's out at night one time walking around, and I love the street. The street called Elm Street. This little tiny, you know, chalk drawn street in the middle of this. Of it definitely look, feels like a stage play, but it's not. He just he just chose to film it this way, and it could have been. It could have been an equally effective movie if it was done regular, but you know, you get sucked into this setup really fast. And the digital video, usually I hate it. I hate the look back then, early 2000s, you know, because it really, it's, it wasn't ready to, you know, <laughs> look like real movies yet. But that was the video and the, the setting. You, you are in this movie within 10 minutes. You're just stuck. And Nicole Kidman. She plays a woman named Grace who shows up in this town. Paul Bettany finds her hiding out and she's like, you know, gotta help me, hide me. They're, they're after me. And he, you could tell he's instantly just attracted to her. And this, these mobsters show up and they're like, yeah, we're looking for a girl. And he sticks up for her and says, I can't, we don't know where she's at. And then this mobster pulls down the window a tiny bit. You don't see who he is. And he hands a card to Tom, Tom Edison. And he tells him, you know, call me if you find this girl. And then they take off. And that's kind of the setting of the movie. Now, the movie's done in, it, like, the plot of it all is done in nine chapters. And in every time, and it goes on for a few minutes, and a new chapter will pop up. And at the end, and it goes to chapter nine, and that's how it closes out. The movie's narrated by John Hurt. John Hurt's you know, you have when you when you hear people narrating movies, you always have these distinct voices. But this voice, John Hurt, and also the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, that's my other favorite narration. I just love these just a little bit more of an offbeat voice and you just get kind of sucked into it. But to get back into the story, uh, so I, it's just weird talking with myself now. I'm used to having people on with me, but I just wanted to talk about Dogville. I just I love it. And I wanted to just to dive into it, but um, but the movie itself is uh, so. Anyways, they take her in, and all the all the the people in town are just at first they're kind of intrigued with her. They they like her. They can tell she's beautiful. Uh, Chloe Sevigny. Hope I didn't butcher your name, girl. Hope I didn't. But uh, her character is really funny. She plays um, a girl named Liz, and she was like the the good looking hot one in town before. Before Grace shows up, and she's kind of funny, but they all they all take her in, and everybody is—I mean, just this ensemble cast from Ben Gazzara, Philip Baker, Philip Baker Hall, Patricia Clarkson. I mean, there's just like big giant characters, actors in this movie, and it was. Um, I mean, who else was in this movie? Um, I mean, Lauren Bacall is in it, and she, I mean, it's just gigantic, and they take her in, but. As and, and so they all know she's on the run, but they're intrigued by it. And it's like, you know, if you work for us in this town, we'll let you hide out here is, is the plot, in, you know, in short. So Grace stays in, in, in Dogville and just starts working with everybody. And and then it, it seems like it's going well for a while. She starts making money there, making friends. And then uh, as it keeps going, it just gets fucking nuts, this movie. And they start, you know, the, the men are all slowly getting attracted to her. And it goes nuts. Um, Stellan Skarsgård is a place a guy named Chuck. And he is, like, completely in love with her. And they're all of a sudden, like, he rapes her. And it's just fucking nuts because 
you're watching it. I mean, they show the town all doing their thing, but since there isn't any real homes, no buildings, no walls, there you see him in the background with his ass going up and down, and they're all like talking, not knowing what's going on in this house. It's just fucking bizarre. But then after that, it slowly starts happening where all like the men are just taking advantage of her. All the women hate her. Patricia Clarkson, who plays uh, Stellan Skarsgård's wife, is just like she starts off as this sweet lady and then just starts turning really vicious and and um so all the men are raping her and the women are torturing her they end up putting a chain like dog collar around her so she can't run away totally off the fucking wall paul bettany is the only one who she's having a little bit of like some kind of emotional attachment to but as it goes on he's a little bit of a weasel and he never threw away that card that was given to him and you know, in, I don't, I'm not going to give away the ending since I'm by myself now. I don't want to give away the ending, but it's one of my favorite endings ever. Eventually, um, I won't give away how it ends, but Paul Bettany ends up calling the mobsters. But well, actually, throughout the movie, cops are showing up in Dogville, putting up signs saying, you know, uh, this woman's wanted for a bank robbery and all this kind of stuff. So everyone's freaking out more and more, but they're no, really no better than, than Grace. I mean, right from the beginning. Uh, it's fucking insane. <laughs> I have myself thinking about this. It's just crazy how they chain her up. And it's and you're like, what life did she, is she running from that she would want to live like this? Letting the women treat her like this. The men are doing this to her. Paul Bettany's the only one that's not. And you think there's something he's going to redeem with her. But in the end, he's really turns into the biggest ride of them all. And he calls the mobsters back. The mob, all, all, so the mobsters all show up. She's trying to hide. You think they're gonna whack her, you know? And it ends up it's James Cod is is the is the head don, and he's the main mobster who handed his card at the beginning. And I'm like, fucking awesome. Let's start by uh, shooting a dog and nailing it to a wall mm. over there, uh, beneath that lamp, for example. Uh, well, it might help. It sometimes does. No, mm. huh? it would only make the town more frightened would hardly make it a better place. It's fucking so cool seeing Jimmy Kahn showing up as the dad. So it ends up being that he's the father of Grace, and that's why she ran away. She's just running away from the life of the mob. She just doesn't like it. And he um, starts talking to her, and they have this great dialogue in the car, and that's whenever like the climax of the movie happens. It's fucking insane. You gotta watch this movie if you haven't. It's on Mubi. I'm sure it's it can be rented online somewhere else streaming. It's one of the great endings. It's a long movie. It's a few hours. I mean, I don't know exactly how long it is, but it felt like it was close to three hours. And but it's worth it. It's it's definitely it's just an insane an insane movie to just I don't know. Fuck, it's crazy. It's just a crazy ending. Now I was reading up um, a little bit after I watched it that you know Paul Bettany actually didn't even want to be in the movie, and he actually um, kind of got duped into doing it from Stellan Skarsgård, who he's friends with, and kind of I guess he lied to him and told him how fun Lars Van Trier's movies were to be on, and it's just the greatest time on set. So when he got there, like a few weeks into the movie, it was like a disaster—not disaster, but he, you know, you get kind of treated rough by him and uh, Stella Skarsgård told him that he was just lying and wanted him to be on the movie because he knew it was going to be a good project so I thought that was kind of funny that he did that to him and I also found out that director Jennifer Kent who did Baba Duke a few years back she actually ended up 
instead of going to film school, she ended up contacting Lars Van Trier and wanted to be his assistant and uh, came on to this movie. And she said she learned more from this than any film school could have taught her. I mean, that's a really cool that's a really cool story to hear, and I, I I think that's awesome that she did that. And Quentin Tarantino was always a big um, advocate of the film, and and I also guess it was supposed to be an um, a regular movie, you know, um, it was supposed to be you know with with the regular setting and everything. But I guess he wasn't um, when I was reading his Lars Venture wasn't happy with the way the pre production was going or the setups he was coming up with, and then it just he turned it into this like primitive set. That I mean, it for a second it might throw you off, but it really it doesn't. It's it's fucking it's insane. But like I said, this is, I've only seen it twice. Saw it back when it first came out years ago, and I've always liked it. But it was more of the setting that that took me in. I, I was um you know I was kind of a new filmmaker at that time, and it was all about like the execution that I was really into. So I just loved the setup, and I loved. You know, because I was a big fan of like the Dogma guys, and I, I, I just, you know, being a low budget filmmaker, you just get into that. And but when I watched it this time, it was all story. It was all story, and the cool Kidman, and she just she blows me away in this one, and I, I love her, and I thought it was great. Again, it's my favorite performance of hers. Might be my favorite Lars Van Trier movie as well. Anyways, it's a good one, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you guys and check it out. It's a fun one. It's a great movie. Watch it. Dogville, and until next time. I see a beautiful little town in the midst of magnificent mountains. A place where people have hopes and dreams. I said you could stay here. But I've got nothing to offer him in return. No, I think you have plenty to offer Dogville. We all have the right to make the most of our lives. Stay with us as long as you damn please. Hey, we're looking for somebody. I am in a position to offer a considerable reward. You think we should give sanctuary to a fugitive? I wasn't trying to fool anyone. God only knows what that woman is capable of. I really don't want to put any of you in jeopardy. You're one of us now. Dogville, has he got your food yet? People are the same all over. Greedy as animals. If people in this town don't like me, there's nothing I can do about that. Douglas got everything you ever dreamed of. It.